This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. He is a podcaster, a pop culture aficionado, and many more nouns. It's Billy Patterson. Oh, thanks, man. I think uh, Billy Business is is how maybe some people know me, but did, Billy, did Billy, I unleash your your last name in a way that I was not supposed to? I mean, it's like it's it's like you gave away Seal's last name, <laughs> Seal Patterson. I'm saying I mean, it too. <laughs> I mean, like the knock list is out now. Tom Cruise is hanging on a wire trying to get my last name back. <laughs> it's so weird to live in a, a day and age where sometimes I know a person, sure. mostly from the internet, and sometimes I don't remember their real name. That's like, oh, that's, I love frogs, 22. <laughs> you know, my friend, what's your human name? I mean, it's uh, behind the curtain. The, uh, Joe Starr, a friend of ours, gave me the name Billy Business. It was a joke. It stuck. Everyone started calling to me. And then I realized... I'll just say Billy Business so that if in someday I say something I shouldn't have said on Screen Junkies, <laughs> I'll pull the old Hulk Hogan like, well, Terry Bollea's genitalia is not that big, but Hulk Hogan's is. I wasn't <laughs> lying. It's a character. So Billy Business, I, I, I do use as a, a little bit of a shield. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to inflate or reduce the size of your genitalia on this podcast, I mean, that's why I came here. Billy Business. <laughs> that's why I came here initially. <laughs> come here to reduce the size of my genitalia. <laughs> How, what was the, uh, so business, why did Joe Starr uh, apply the nickname business? What were you doing? What, in what context did he mean business? I had just started at Screen Junkies and I didn't really know anyone other than Ken at that point. And uh, they had tasked me with creating a new show, which was like, okay, I don't wow. know how this works, but <laughs> sure. And it would, Joe was going to be the host of the show. And I remember I was like, hi, I think I called him like Joseph because his email at the time was like joseph.star at, yeah. you know, defied. I was like, hey, Joseph, do you want to meet me in this, uh, in this conference room? Which now is like ridiculous because I just popped my head into his. <laughs> uh, and so he walked in. He's like, oh, you, so you're, you, you got this all down, man. You little Billy business over here. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he said he just kept. He's like, I'm going to call you that from now on. And then you know, Roxy Stryer heard him say it, so she started saying it okay. on air, and then it just stuck. Okay, so just but for just total clarity, you sure. got the nickname Business from simply setting up a meeting via email and probably calling him Joseph instead of <laughs> Joe, and not knowing that uh, Screen Junkies is not a real place of work. <laughs> I was much too formal. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Billy Business is here. Then uh, I always ask people uh, in recent episodes because I I kind of try to come up with the nouns that I, that I know for myself and what I, sure. I perceive from social media. But yeah. uh, what do you think of yourself? as uh professionally what what are your nouns that make sense to you i mean my title is senior producer and i think um someone was telling me that they call producer something else in uh in like the uk they they it's it, i can't remember exactly what the word is but it's basically someone who just you get it done no matter okay. what and so I'll, to make a long story, Dundoors, to make a very yeah. long story short, we had a feature film we were debuting at New York Comic Con this year. They sent it on a, a like a Wii link, Wii drive or whatever. <laughs> My hotel said it would take, um, I think, 32 days to download. <laughs> so I had to break into the New York office. I had to break into a closet to find where they had wired all their, there was no 
modem or anything. I had to find it in the ceiling. It's about, I don't know, midnight, one in the morning in New York, and I'm patching into a a modem that I found in the ceiling in of the a hotel closet. No, of of the of the fandom New York office. Okay. And I was like, this is just, this is what the job is. There is no, <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's like, you you just do it. They call them a fixer. A you fixer. Just, you, you fix it. Yeah, that makes sense. Whatever it is, you fix it. And I'd like to think that I'm pretty good at like, here's here's a thing. I'm not sure how to do it. I think my catchphrase is always like, I'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> That's, I'll, fi- I'll, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. See, Billy figures it out, I think, would be a better nickname than Billy Business. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't quite have, I like the alliteration. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But uh, Billy Fred, figures it out. Fred figures it out. I think that kind of works. <laughs> All yeah. right. We can talk. We can talk. Yeah. Uh, William works it out. How about oh, that? Oh, there. Now we're on to something. That's your British counterpart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> William My British bake-off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, th- that, uh, I think, is a great noun because not only does it reflect the reality of what you do, but it, right. it gives a sense of your spirit. You are a person who gets things done. Uh, to the best of my ability, even if I have to limp across the finish line, I want to get across the finish line yeah, somehow. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's dive into your obsession then. Uh, and I will, I'll be interested to see if the uh, diving across the finish line ties into this obsession <laughs> in any sure way. it does. <laughs> <laughs> your obsession is the band Kiss. Oh, yeah. So for people who are like, I have vaguely heard of Kiss, they wear the makeup. Can you give the briefest outline of how you would describe Kiss. The best way that I describe Kiss is imagine if after defeating the Chitari coming down from New York, if Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk were like, now let's have a concert. And they were in a band. Kiss is four superheroes that just so happened to also be a band. Okay. That's what Kiss is. That's amazing. And yes. they've been going strong for like... 46 four, years this year. 46 years. Yes. So across five decades. Yes. Amazing. Uh, so when did when did Kiss first come into your life? Because obviously Kiss is older than you, right? Kiss is much older <laughs> uh, than me. Kiss, uh, Kiss predates me by at least... 13 to 15 years, depending on when you want to say Kiss started. But I got into Kiss as a senior in high school because my first obsession or love is action figures, or it was. Okay. And it started with Star Wars and Batman. But then I got to this point where I would just buy action figures because it just looked cool, and I wouldn't even know what the property was. So they weren't representations of something you already loved. It was just uh, you loved anything that was on a card. That had a plastic bubble around it and looked awesome. That really had worksmanship put into it. I, I don't follow toys as much now that I'm, I'm married and everything. But, I, you know, when I was growing up, like, McFarlane toys, that right. was, like, they would just put out little, you know, statues, essentially. Like, they were incredible. I collected the whole Austin Powers line. <laughs> I had a bunch of Spawn action figures. Okay. Never read a single Spawn. Didn't even know what it was. Um, but I was just like, these just... Are beautiful little pieces of art. Yeah. Um, and I had, at one point, I think my mom got me a Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, basically the two front men. They're the, the two that have been there all 46 years. Okay. Um, the the demon with the tongue, that guy, Gene Simmons, uh, he bought me two action figures. I was like, cool, put them up. Didn't think about it for a long time. Couldn't tell you why. One day I was just like, I, I feel like I should at least know one song that these <laughs> like they've been sitting on my like, you know, tacked up on my wall for a long time now. And I couldn't tell you a single thing. So I 
got a couple, I downloaded a couple of their songs and I feel like kiss is the band where at least four to six times you will say, Oh, they did that. Right. Oh, I know that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So there was a lot of that. um, And that's kind of where it started. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So So finding it on my own that way. Yeah. That's a fascinating path. I've got some follow up questions. Sure. Yeah. Did your mom get those action figures purely because she knew that you loved action figures and she thought those looked awesome? Did she know they were kissed? Did she think they were actually from the Marvel Universe? (laughs) What was her perspective? So she knew she, you know, my mom, she probably knew they were kissed. Her dad, uh, my grandfather, who Passed away when I was very, very young. So unfortunately, I didn't get to really meet him, but we would have had so much in common. He was in radio. So tons of music. My mom comes from a huge music family. So I'm sure she knew this is Kiss. But also, my mom also really loved McFarlane toys, too. Like, (laughs) it was very tough because she would enable, you know, it wouldn't even be so much like, Mom, can I buy this? She'd be like, oh, you got to see this one looks really cool. You know? (laughs) So I don't know if she knew, like... Oh, I bet he would like Kiss or she'd be like, literally, it's Gene Simmons in this like medieval looking armor and his guitar is a, is is an axe. Yeah. And it's like, and he's got blood on his tongue. She's like, well, that's just cool. You <laughs> My know? son needs this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what had been your own music, musical taste? Did you listen to music a lot? And, and if so, like what kind before the Kiss epiphany? I think, uh, you know, every I I think every kid kind of like they love what their parents drove around in the car listening to. Yeah. The the generation that didn't have an iPad in the (laughs) backseat. You had your imagination, whatever dad likes. So I've always been a classic rock guy. Love Elton John. I love the Eagles. Um, I mean, saying I love the Beatles is like I love pizza and movies. Like, you know, that's it's not fair. Um, But it doesn't take away any of the truth of it. No, it it doesn't. In fact, uh, there was a. A Beatles trivial trivia contest on Xbox Live uh, when the rock band came out. There were three hundred thousand people playing. I got uh, third place because I missed one question. Good God! Yeah. See, like I was gonna say, there's no gatekeeping. You don't have to know the most, <laughs> but if I was gonna gatekeep, you'd still win. But I. But <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you know, it's funny you bring up gatekeeping because I kind of feel like, and I don't mean this intentionally. I really don't. If people love Kiss, like I want to meet them, I want to talk to them. But the Beatles even with that intimate knowledge to the point where like, I know the note that a day in the life ends on. Yeah. Um, and who cut their hair for the mop tops, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not mine. Like I love star Wars, but I have to share it with everyone. I love the Beatles, but I share that with everyone. Got it. I obviously, I'm not the only person on this planet that likes kiss. They're out there, but in my world, in my circle, I don't really share kiss with, anybody it felt uniquely mine and not in a gatekeeping way but it just felt like but it's your actual lived experience of you could walk down the street and yell does anyone want to talk about the beatles and star wars and half the people would turn around right and you exactly would get not as many people turning around yelling about kiss if i said what's the best kiss album people would be like I, I don't I don't know one. I'm so sorry. Like I like rock and roll all night, but I couldn't tell you where it comes from. You know, the one where they have makeup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean that was a long way of answering like classic rock, and then of course like every you know 12, 13 year old person in ninety nine two thousand, I had a red backwards Yankees hat and Fred Durst and Lincoln Park, and <laughs> but then I think that's where Kiss came when I was like, okay, I started liking what my parents liked yeah then i liked what my peers liked 
what do I like? Yeah. And I think Kiss was almost like an amalgamation of the two. Oh, yeah. I can see that if you're it's somewhere in between Eagles and Lincoln Park. <laughs> right. Kiss. It's, it's the bombacity <laughs> of a Limp biscuit with the melodic uh, song stylings of a, oh, I'm not going to go so far as to say like the Beatles. That's ridiculous. But maybe a little bit harder edged, like, you know, Steely Dan or the Steve Miller band. Like, Kiss is not as hard as maybe you would think. No, no. From the image that they sort of project into general cultural awareness. Right. Like, you exactly. know, I'm not, I, I know very little about Kiss. Uh, so when I listened to like a couple songs to prepare for this, right. I was like, oh man, th- this is just very straightforward. Five instrument, you know, traditional four, like four chord rock, rock band and roll, yeah yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're, not not a ton of distortion you know no. it's it, it it from a modern perspective it's it's very clean i mean they're they're meat and potatoes rock in fact i'd say their sound is very similar to acdc which i always thought it was very strange that acdc was regarded as this great band and, and very looked at very fondly and kiss was always like the joke yeah, it still kind of is regarded like that, but yeah, but their musical stylings—if you were to just be blindfolded and didn't know which is which—are very similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, so what was your path then? So you you listened to a couple of songs right. and you discovered that you liked it. Was it uh, just immediately from the shallow end into the deep end? Or like I'm all in on Kiss? No, it wasn't. It was like okay, I like uh, this is good. This is good. Um, I like these songs, but that's about where it stops. Okay, and then um. I was like, I don't, kind of like you, I was like, I don't see how this, this poster, or this image <laughs> coalesces with this. Like, I'm still missing something. Yeah. Then I saw the movie, uh, it was a 1999 comedy that many people did not see called Detroit Rock City. Okay. And it is uh, with Edward Furlong and Sam Huntington, and it is about four kids in 1970, let's see, based on what the stage was at the end, 77. Um, (laughs) um, And it's kind of like a coming-of-age, American Pie-ish type movie about four boys trying to get to a KISS concert in Detroit. Awesome. And so this KISS concert becomes this larger-than-life kind of concept. Right. And the last two minutes of the movie, you actually, this was around the time where KISS was the original four members of Reunited, they put on the makeup. So Kiss is in the movie and they pack a two hour Kiss concert into two minutes. And I was just like, that can't be real. Can it? Like, is this, <laughs> that to me is like, that, okay, that's what I was missing. Yeah. This, this mystique of like, everyone's just like, we got to get to this Kiss show. This Kiss show is like this dangerous place that it's like, you know, the, I felt like Indiana Jones trying to get into like the Temple of Doom. And right. then once you're in there, it's like, wow, the treasures that await you. This is like, <laughs> this is like Barnum and Bailey on acid, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, I, I imagine from the perspective of the movie that it's a coming of age thing, right? Of like, we can get to this sort of on this forbidden holy place. Right. And pass through the gates into adulthood or at least <laughs> what glam rock thinks is adulthood. <laughs> and, and kind of dealing with like the, you know, his overprotective mother who thinks that Kiss stands for night and Satan service, which it does not. It never has. <laughs> but that's one of those like I kind of and that's why like, you know, Gene and Paul, they never were like, no, it doesn't mean that. They're just like, maybe because why why not build the mystique around? Right. What is this? You yeah. Know? So that's when I was like, I've got to go. Like they, like I said, I, it was just kismet. 
that they were just starting a new tour as I'd seen this and they were going to be playing uh, in Berkeley. I lived in Fresno, so Berkeley, okay. call it like three hours away. And so for my senior gift, my mom got me two tickets to kiss and I took my best friend, Tony. We had our own little road trip, which felt to me like Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Even though there were no obstacles. <laughs> we just got there. And I... I was baptized okay. in, in that. I was just like, this is more than I ever thought like yeah. something like this could be. So I know that their concerts are like full of theatrics, right? Like there right. are effects in that. Is there a mythology to go along with the the masks the with the makeup? Or do they pre- present any kind of narrative in concert? Or is it just that it's a huge spectacle? It's huge spectacle. I think the ki- the they've developed these characters and i say that loosely because it's like paul is the front man he's the star so he's the star child where's the star okay gene was always into horror movies so he is the demon you know like okay there's no narrative but i will say something that's interesting and why i think kiss is as enduring as it has been is uh you know when they were doing the reunion tour in the 90s uh paul was like the tough part is people don't want to see the kiss show that they saw. They want to see the kiss show that they remember they saw. And he's like, so it's basically like if you went to Disneyland when you were six and you saw that castle and it's huge. And then you, when you go in your third, you're like, Oh, it's forced perspective. It's, it's not that big. Yeah. But if Disney was like, well, Joseph's coming and he's 30 now, we got to rebuild it. So a kiss show now is basically trying to, be as big as what maybe you remembered it was as a kid, even though like if you go back and watch an old kiss concert, it's, it's cool, but it's, yeah. it's nothing like now they okay. are, they are trying to top the nostalgic image of themselves, which wow. is crazy we, being bigger than their, your memory of them. Yes. So how do they actually functionally do that? Is it like the explosions are bigger? The like, what, what is the theatrics at this point? That- so, the last one I went to was around this time last year. So they descend from the ceiling on a spaceship <laughs> pod uh, as flames come out of the bottom and the drum riser rises with flames coming up nice. around him. And it's hard to describe, but like as the as the drums rise up, there's a video screen that kind of also opens up as if you're kind of like peeling back like an Easter, like you're opening one of those plastic Easter okay. eggs. And so it's just like you can't even really like there's so much going on all at one time okay. that it's like you kind of feel like uh, like Brad Dourif in the two towers when he looks out at Saruman's <laughs> army and just a little tear comes out, not even because you're emotional, because you're just like, I am literally overwhelmed. It's just, too, okay, so it's sort of audacious sensory overload. Times, like, whatever you're thinking in your head, times five more than that. Okay, yeah. but also clearly doubling down on the associations with them. If, if they're, you know, coming down from like a flying saucer type thing, right. like that's very... 70s right it's it's very like yeah i mean like you could say you know one of the characters is like a spaceman so you could be like oh it's you know it's tommy's space uh (laughs) thing but it's it's honestly like they're just like they're like five-year-olds in the sense of like this looks neat yeah but it doesn't it doesn't matter it looks neat do it you know and and there's never never been anything more than just a, a personal expression uh yeah they 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 tried once to do like a concept album and like really sell it as like this epic story. And it is 
Oof. Like you could do a whole episode on like what happened. Like they they like refused to talk about it. For years they wouldn't play a single thing from it. They would play like one note and then on stage be like, just kidding, why would anyone want to hear that? Like wow. they do not talk about the elder. Okay. So that's yeah. actually in some interesting mystique of like the story we tried to create didn't work for us, so we're gonna just gonna go back to you make up whatever you want about us. We're we're four uh, super beings that love to party and get laid, and then <laughs> as they got older, the songs became less about like getting laid because it was creepy, and more about like celebratory. We're the best. Got it. Life is awesome. Yeah. It's, very, it's all very positive, which, again, <laughs> when you look at these guys and there's blood dripping from the tongue, you wouldn't think that their songs are all about, like, believe in yourself, which yeah. is, most of them now are. <laughs> there's some motivational messages it, from kids. It, it, it surprisingly is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I understand that they don't have full characters, but I'm sure they still have storied personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Star Child, Demon, Spaceman, Catman, and then Fox and Onk Warrior for a while. Is that that's what Wikipedia told me? You are correct. <laughs> um Ace and and Peter were the two original lead guitarists and drummer um for for reasons, drug or just whatever. They left. Depends on whose side of the story you want to hear. Okay. Um, they brought in another drummer, Eric Carr, and he was the Fox. They designed new makeup for him. Uh, they they took off the makeup not too long after, so he wasn't the Fox for too long. Okay. Um, sadly, he passed away of cancer on the same day that Freddie Mercury died. Oh, so God. it was just like, you know, there was people were grieving Freddie Mercury, an icon, a legend. So like, I feel like Eric Carr just kind of, it was like, uh, when was it fair Fawcett who passed away when the same day, like Michael Jackson passed away and I was like, that sucks. But you know, um, so he was, he was great. Um, then the, the warrior, which Ankh warrior is unofficial. Okay. Uh, even warriors unofficial. We don't really know what that was. (laughs) Um, it was a guy, Vinny Vincent, uh, he was a friend of Paul's and he wrote a lot with Paul and once Ace left, they're like, Hey, join the band. He joined, he was a nightmare, great guitarist, okay. nightmare personality. Okay. Couple they let him go. A couple years go by, the makeup's off. They're like, Hey, sorry, I was a jerk. Can I come back? And they're like, okay. Uh, was a nightmare again. They're like, never again, <laughs> never again. So Vinnie Vincent is one where like, you will never hear them at like, you can buy every piece of official kiss merchandise until, you know, the sun explodes. Yeah. There will never be Vinnie Vincent merchandise <laughs> ever, ever. So the warrior and or onk warrior or whatever he's gone. He's, right. It he's is the gone. forgotten kiss. <laughs> yep. He is the one that they would like you to forget. So do you have a favorite based on, Makeup or based on, obviously, you know, their real lives. Do you have a favorite? I mean, it's tough because my favorite is also the one that I just kind of like, I'm like, it's Gene. Okay. Gene is, he's, I think, like, it's funny because a lot of people, when they go to a Kiss concert, they're like, I didn't realize Gene's not the main guy because that's the face that you associate with Kiss. He's not. He. Spits the blood. He flies up into the raptors. Um, <laughs> he does all the hard work. He does all the stuff. He's also very braggadocious and the loudest and runs his mouth. And I do not agree with him a lot of times uh, in his personal politics and all that stuff. But as a character, okay. um, I think that is the one where like that to me is like the epitome of kiss. It's like 
this kind of dangerous looking guy, but he's also just like, I want a party, just spitting <laughs> blood, and he breathes fire. And- Does he spit blood during the uh, "You Can Do It" uh, inspirational songs? <laughs> Uh, he, he does, he, this is another thing where you ask if it's like, there's a show yeah, and he started to develop this, like, it's this weird scene. And I've, I've now seen kiss in concert maybe 12 times. And wow. I, I don't understand exactly what the point is, but he's this demon and the lights go green and this, this church bell rings and he looks up as if like, you know, someone's coming and it, and then he just keeps playing and then it rings again. He's like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And then, uh, <laughs> then he just, ah, oh, just spits blood and then oh, flies up to the roof. And I'm like, I guess that's a mini story. A, a, an angel trying to suppress the demon, but the demon's too much. <laughs> so the demon flies know. up to heaven and says, shut those bells <laughs> off, angels. And he says, oh, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever, you're obviously a creative person. You yeah. you, uh, you host great podcasts where you talk through stories. You think about sure. stories a lot. Have you ever had the desire to make up headcanon? So for there, the characters or for Kiss? There's definitely comic books. Like, I wasn't kidding when I said superheroes that play. Like, there's okay. there's a massive tomb uh, or tome of, of comic books of from the Psycho Circus and, and all, <laughs> all this fun stuff. In my, I, I don't know if I, I kind of think their story as people, as a band, yeah. is so interesting that I would love to actually, like, as a screenwriter, like, sit down and write like the kiss movie, like kind of in the vein of like a rocket man or Bohemian Rhapsody more than just like the characters, just because the story's pretty incredible as it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense that real life just kind of can't, no fiction can beat real life. But I mean, look, that's not to say I, I love kiss meet Scooby-Doo. That's one of my favorite (laughs) Scooby-Doo crossovers. They are definitely characters when they need to be, but also like the real people behind it is, is, Equally as fascinating. Yeah. Have you uh, watched the the movie? I've only seen it once, like uh, ten years ago. The Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh, yearly. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Christmas thing? I forget. No, uh, it is. It, I don't know what it is. It, I I always <laughs> love it. It's one of my favorite things. Is uh, this was when Peter Chris was still in the band. They're all four white Jewish men from New York, and I guess the story was Peter was so bombed out of his mind during filming. A, it's not his voice because okay. he was just too incoherent to record dialogue <laughs> when it switches to a fight scene his stunt double is very clearly african-american <laughs> so there's just like his race switches back and forth like three or four times I was like this is the greatest movie i've ever seen in my life what are you, what is wrong with you people yeah i mean it is like definitely like a, a plan nine from outer space or a modern reference right. cats level of so yes. bonkers it's fascinating right right they, they and i think they really thought they're like this is Star Wars and Wizard of Oz and Hard Day's Night all in one movie. And it's like, <laughs> God bless you, adorable little men thinking that's what this was going to be. Yeah. So obviously their legend has built from all the way from the sort of almost satanic panic. They're, they're, sure, they're yeah. attached to Satan to the much more... They're cartoons. They made this super goofy movie. They're literally willing to be cartoons and things like Scooby-Doo. Right. So their legend goes from actual Satanists right. to goofy cartoon. How does the band feel? Do you know about their sort of cultural standing at this point? Yeah. I, and I think, you know, 
they would be the first to say, like, Kiss isn't a band. It's a brand. Okay. And if you look at Kiss from where they start to where they are now, like, they have always kind of evolved kind of like maybe that's why I gravitated to to them as a teenager, because, you know, first it was very heavy, very dark. Uh, Their first couple albums, like, it's kind of like creepy like who are these guys um then they get more popular and then that's when the costumes start to get more superhero more outlandish more child-centered you know that's yeah kids it was more kid-friendly then they stopped selling so they took all the makeup off and that was you know when you know poison and motley crew that's when you know the the glam the hair metal okay so kiss became a hair metal band and then that died out and then it was nirvana it was audio slave so they put out an album that is awful but it is like early 90s grunge they went really for it. did they yeah. did they make like flannel demon in star child shirts <laughs> <laughs> they were they were unmakeuped at this time okay uh, it's called carnival of souls that um, even sounds like <laughs> right like, you know that was going to be Nirvana's album before Kurt Cobain passed. Like if somebody told me that, yeah. I would like, believe that. I believe it. Um, it doesn't sound like them at all, but it's it's fascinating. You know, they put out a disco album when disco was big. Okay. And so when they put the makeup back on in 1996, I think that's when they realized like we are a very vital, very relevant, but a nostalgia act. And for, I think from 96 on, they know their audience is the mothers and fathers who had kids who are now bringing their kids yeah. to come see Kiss. That's really interesting. I feel like, and this is probably uh, me putting my own perspective too heavily on it, but I feel like around the mid-90s was a time of authenticity is what sells best. We're like chasing fads, sometimes works right but like 96 was also around the same time that tony bennett was doing in mtv unplugged right because it was just like hey you've been trying for about you know 20 years since the the 70s to figure out what the hell to do why don't you just try being yourself again let's see if people like that yeah it's funny you mentioned mtv unplugged because that was the catalyst for bringing the band back they did an mtv unplugged episode and it was the first time that Peter and Ace, the original guitarist and drums, they were invited on stage with the current members of Kiss Ooh. at the time to do rock and roll all night. And it was kind of like, hey, like, we're all the Kiss family. Even if some of the band members have left, we're all part of this fraternity of Kiss. Yeah. And it went over like gangbusters. People were so excited. And they're like, so sorry, Bruce and Eric at the time, like... We've got something here. We got to go with this. And then Tupac announced at the Grammys, he's like, we need to shock the people. It was like a couple months later. He's like, we need to like get back to basics or whatever. And Kiss walked out on stage in their makeup. It hadn't looked like a single day had gone by since 1978. Yeah. And uh, they they never took it off since then. Is it still the, the original members then? So Ace and Peter... Uh, left again okay <laughs> uh, both at different times for different reasons uh, but now it's funny people think that Tommy who's the lead guitarist is you know like oh Tommy he's just a ace wannabe it's like I, Tommy's now been in the band longer than ace ever was <laughs> all the time combined so I, I I never see that as you know like I think kiss the thing about the characters that's so interesting it's like kiss is now bigger than a person yeah it is these characters i think as long as the demon the star child the Catman, and and the spaceman go on stage kiss can theoretically in my eyes live forever oh wow yeah. wow that's amazing okay so now that i more fully understand like the theatrics and the power for you 
is the music by itself still powerful? Do you just sit and listen to Kiss without any of the other surroundings? I I actually like love like Kiss music. Like a lot of it, it a lot of it is like very like there is a lyric that is literally I want to put my log in your fireplace. Like there's <laughs> <laughs> we, so that is like Wayne's World level. Yeah, not even is, a euphemism, just a horrible dating right. joke. <laughs> like there's a whole song about. Uh, rear sexual <laughs> things that is just very like they weren't even trying to like they're not smart enough to do euphemisms i want my penis consumed <laughs> by flames right. maybe we should rethink this euphemism um but also like there are some i think there's a song that they did uh for i mean oddly and no it wasn't wayne's world it was bill and ted uh it was god gave rock and roll to you it was a it was a cover of an older song but they basically rewrote all the lyrics and, okay. and did it over again that was the last song eric carr uh was a part of he was he was too sick to drum um but he came in and did he he did a lot of the high vocals okay and his voice breaks a little bit during one of it and they kept it because they're like that's just so sincerely eric and this is like his song and it's just yeah. like it's beautiful stuff but it's like trying to convey that on the same album, the next song is just called Take It Off. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that Paul wrote because he was like, yeah, I was at a strip club and this woman had her breasts in my face. And I was like, I hate the music that's playing, though. So I wrote my own strip club song like that song coming right after. It's like, but that's Kiss. That is Kiss. They're beautiful, melodic things. But also, like, they never forget, like, we're just we're just four guys that love right. fun and partying. We know? love everything from partying to the inevitable tragedy of death. <laughs> yeah, it's um, <laughs> rock and roll until you die. <laughs> <laughs> until you die. Uh, so how, how do you feel like... The- for your interactions with other people, what do you think their cultural standing is right now? Like, when you bring it up to people, what kind of reactions do you get? I think Kiss is still kind of considered like a joke. Um, I, I get a lot of like, really? You know, like, <laughs> uh, okay. Like they suck. Oh, what, like what, what, what songs don't you like? I don't really know any of that. I just stuff. know they yeah, suck. I just yeah. know they suck. And that's no different from probably how a lot of people were when Kiss started out. Like who are these weird guys in high heels and, you know, Kabuki makeup, uh, <laughs> spitting blood like what is this garbage you know like i feel like that's still there yeah uh, and that stigma's never really gone away okay do you enjoy bringing up kiss or because you were talking about how you, it is uh well you can still go to concerts with hundreds of fans right it's still in general a more private thing for you right do you want to be engaging with other people about kiss or do you kind of flinch if it comes up? <laughs> it's more just like it's not no one wants it to come up. I'm like, <laughs> no one is like, hey man, I really would love to talk about this thing, but I gotta ask you about Kiss. Like the fact that you're like, yeah, yeah, that's a good topic. I'm like, really? I thought I was gonna have to sell you on this. No, one. Yeah. they're fascinating to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know them well, and I know uh, other music around them, right? But I've never made like, like I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan. And sure, for me, yeah. I have my my own whole right relationship with that, and and you know, uh, there's definitely some of their lyrics that I do not support on a moral <laughs> right. level in any yeah. way, shape, or form. So I I'm cautious when I bring them up for that reason, and and uh, uh, they are also like among the easiest of jokes uh, 
to make fun of the Chinese Democracy album, to make fun of, which at this point just plain old pisses me off to make fun of Axel's weight gain. I'm like, sure, you yeah. know what? He's a 50-plus-year-old dude right. who got himself back into shape, both physically and mentally, in his giving amazing three-hour concerts. Yes, he is heavier than when he was... <laughs> On drugs. Right. So <laughs> in the 90s, you Vince assholes. Neil and yeah. Gene Simmons is 70 and does two and a half, almost three hour shows every single night. Right. Like the fact that they even, people, you know, like I always say, no one hates a fandom more than the fans of that fandom. <laughs> <laughs> like Star Wars fans hate Star Wars more than anyone. I, it's been a uh, weird couple of years with right. Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, which, you know, we don't need to get into, but it, but it, it just for me, the like, I am a fan of one of the most popular things ever created. Why is everyone right. so mad? Kiss <laughs> is just as bad. Uh, people, uh, as soon as Kiss was like, this is our uh, farewell tour, because it's a two-year farewell tour, they're like, yeah, whatever. I wouldn't pay to see this lineup. I, you know, just like, <laughs> it's like, the, why are you here? But I, I think that's, I think my, my point just being, it's like, yeah, the fact that these that these guys are even like able to deliver the show that I remember from when I saw them the first time 16 years ago. And yeah. I saw them last year and that blew all the other shows out of the water. And he's 70 and I had to take the day off the next day because I was so tired. <laughs> I'm too tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm exhausted from watching this 70 year old man right. work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like uh, I would love to see you do that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Good to know you've got some uh, defensive fighting skills. Spirit right. when it comes to kids. <laughs> Do you have any like uh, memories or specific time periods in your life associated with Kiss songs? Um, songs, not so much. But one thing that is very special to me about Kiss, um, you know, is sometimes you get nostalgic and you look through all your old photos on your well, phone now. It used yeah, to be albums. <laughs> um, but everyone who is truly important to me in my life i have a picture of me and them at a kiss concert oh damn um i for a while it was my really special thing with my mom like i went with like you know i went with my best friend in high school the first time and i came back as like mom you you gotta see this <laughs> like as much as you love like mcfarlane and toys and star wars and everything like you you gotta see this thing. and it's your responsibility mom you did right this. yeah <laughs> um so for a while it was our thing and then i moved down here and uh, uh my best friend in the world jeremiah watkins uh, you know i kind of like i got him kind of like ironically singing some of the songs and i was like <laughs> and i was like but dude if you went and you like saw them be crazy so i took him when they toured with motley so there's a picture of me and my my mom me and my best friend in the world <laughs> and uh one of the on the second date with my now wife we were driving back and she turns on her ipod to shuffle and it started playing kiss i was like you you like kiss and she's like yeah i do i really like kiss and i was like <laughs> no way so that now it became my thing with my wife and That's so insane. this farewell tour um i got to finally like a mecca i got to sit front row with my mom uh we went to fresno that's wow. where i'm from it, unbelievable um and then four days later i took my wife and we went to the forum and i saw it with her and i was like i know they're coming back again to hit staples center next yeah. year and i actually I'm not going to go because I'm like, I can't think of a better way to like end this yeah. than the way I did, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so if you 
got to be a part of Kiss. Yes. What would your makeup be? Ooh. Um, I feel like I could be, I could still, I could work in the business thing. So <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like a, a stapler, bill. A stapler. <laughs> <laughs> actually dollar bill is not bad. Uh, I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. And then you could like spit quarters instead of blood. Well, my name is Billy. So dollar bill oh, is yeah. actually pretty great. Yeah. You know, dollar bill man. Yeah. What's his deal? <laughs> Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> We're going to move on to our how obsessed are you questions. Yeah. Uh, so do you think about Kiss every day? Yes, even if it's tangentially at some point. My my wife and I, we have this thing, this kind of like joke between us where, you know, we're in bed and she'll be like, can you go get me some water? And I'll be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like that's downstairs. <laughs> and then she'll just be like. Do you love me? Do you? Do you? And which is a Kiss song, and I'll be like, "Fine, I love you. I'll go get it." So, so Kiss is always, you know. And you, you saw my room. You walk in, the first thing you see on a on a guitar stand is my Gene Simmons axe bass. Yeah. So Kiss is in my my field of vision every single day. Okay, that, I think that is a, a solid yes. If you could, uh, would you have a room in your home dedicated entirely to Kiss? I have. And before I was married, oh, I, okay. I, uh, I had a two-bedroom bungalow, uh, and one room was all Batman stuff, like head-to-toe <laughs> yeah. Batman, and the other room was all Kiss merch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Batman and Kiss kind of go together. I, I'm i shocked that more comic book fans and wrestling fans don't love Kiss. Cause it's yeah. Like, Comic book, Star Wars, wrestling, Kiss all seem like they're on the same, you know, four food groups. You yeah. Know? It's the same pyramid. Yeah. I think there's something about Batman in that he has he swings back and forth from brutally dark to campy. That that has Definitely. this like synergy with Kiss, and even Gene, uh, if you look at his makeup, he's even said like he his is inspired a lot by the Bat man logo oh yeah 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 okay cool all right so what all was in your kiss room uh action figures uh... i had a lot of posters i still have the first issue of the 1978 marvel comic series where it was printed with their blood mixed in the ink um like for real like for real they took a they took like a big like they donated blood essentially and poured it into the ink and then they printed. <laughs> so I is Stan Lee standing there going Excelsior, yeah. great bloodletting guys. Uh, if you read it, you do get uh, herpes. So <laughs> you, you have to be careful when you're reading it. Um, I had, uh, I mean, this is around the time that like uh, they were doing their. Uh, Hottest Show on Earth tour, which is to support the Sonic Boom album. So, like, for a hot minute there in 2009, Kiss was, like, kind of popular again. Okay. Uh, they they had an exclusive deal with Walmart, so you could only get their new <laughs> album. Uh, you laugh. No, but I know. genius. Yeah. You could only get their album at Walmart. So, and Walmart actually had, like, is the first time I've seen, like, a in cap with like kiss merch like blankets t-shirts oh wow everything. wow so uh they were on jimmy kimmel promoting it so it was like i had my kiss like 7-eleven cups i had all that walmart kiss stuff i had uh just like kisses merchandise yeah everything i even have some of the stuff on like 
I'm just buying this because it's gross and I like the Kiss condoms. I bought them. <laughs> like I would never use them, and I can't right, imagine you want to leave a mint in the package. Right? I, can't, I can't imagine anyone actually successfully having sex and using a Kiss condom. <laughs> but I was like, I have to own this. You should put one of the condoms on a log and put it in the fireplace <laughs> as a tribute to Kiss. <laughs> just smell the chemical fumes. Sail on, sailor. <laughs> Sail on, sailor. Uh, this was going to be my next question anyway, so it's a perfect segue. Is there any Kiss merch that you would not buy? Is there anything that's like, uh, absolutely not? Like, uh, a, a way that you don't want them in your life? Like a shower curtain or underwear or steak knives? I had Kiss underwear. Um, <laughs> this may be TMI, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. Uh, I pulled my groin, uh, which if you've ever done... Uh, it's like a four-year-old at full speed kicked you in the balls and it is so painful. And I went to the doctor and he's like, all right, let's take a look. And I pulled it down. I was wearing my kiss boxers. He's like, oh, you're a kiss fan. I saw them and I was like, hey, would love to finish this. Can we put a pen in this? Cause the like, I'm really in pain I don't here. want to talk about kiss. <laughs> so I definitely had kiss underwear. The only thing that, uh, <laughs> Uh, the only put a pin in that doc. Yeah. Just for, just for a sec. Uh, the only thing that I wouldn't buy and honestly, it's just cause I don't have the money. There's no piece of merch that they would put out that I wouldn't buy, but there's an element of irony to it. That is fun, right? No matter with, with what it kiss is. Kiss merch because they have such a, a history of, sure, we'll try disco. Sure, we'll try this. Sure, we'll do that. They And Gene is, you know, like you said, he's he's a brand, not a band. So they they will license it to literally anything, which I was going to say, the one thing that I haven't bought and no one will buy me and I can't buy it for myself <laughs> is the Kiss Coffin. Uh, <laughs> which is hand signed by all of the Kiss members. It has exclusive Kiss art on it. But the best part, the way they sell it is you can use it as a cooler until you die. <laughs> so I, I, I hope I didn't miss the boat. <laughs> on getting wow. one of those that is the uh, the way to rock and roll right all night yeah send me every straight to, to the rock and roll heaven <laughs> float across the river sticks on this kiss <laughs> coffin uh if a friend constantly complained about kiss online would you mute or block them absolutely <laughs> uh, sorry i took a i took a sip but okay. i i thought i maybe would have to think about that one it's like nope because really, at this point with Kiss, it's not Star Wars. Like, right. Star Wars, everyone's complaining right now. You have to have, like, a personal vendetta against me to be on my timeline. That means I probably follow you yeah. to really be going hardcore at Kiss at this point. Yeah. Like, that that just seems personal at this point. Yeah, you just don't need the negativity, right? Like, no. even, even with Star Wars, even when I get frustrated, I can try to take a step back and go, like, well, it's a big part of our culture, so... What is what are the responses mirroring that's true outside of Star Wars? That's a perspective right. on gender or nostalgia or storytelling, and you can I can at least try to peel back. But I feel like right now, if somebody was just like Kiss sucks, Kiss I don't sucks. know if that would teach me anything. If someone was like Kiss sucks, a thread, I'd be like, <laughs> Come on, man, you're subtweeting me, yes. obviously. Can I so... block you twice? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Good answer. Um, if a presidential candidate announced they were a fan of Kiss, would you be more likely to vote for them? Uh, absolutely not. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> when I said I don't agree a lot of times, most of the time oh, with Gene. Right, because he's, he, he's I, I, I haven't followed, but he shot his, his mouth off recently, right? A, a lot of times. Look, Gene is someone who he came to this country with 
nothing. He came from uh, Israel, from a single mom, bombs going out off outside his window, you know, like, and he he truly feels that he has lived the American dream. He has an experience I clearly didn't have. Um, he says things that I don't agree with. He sometimes does things I don't agree with. He had, you know, obviously he was on uh, Celebrity Apprentice when Donald Trump oh, was on that's there. Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm sure Donald Trump probably likes Gene Simmons, and they probably are friendly at at, at best. Or uh, so no, that like I, I try to keep Kiss, and it's very difficult. I try to keep Kiss and Gene and Paul and Tommy and Eric like kind of a a, a separate church and state. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Uh, and I think it's a good, healthy answer. Yeah. But for fun. Right. Let's say there's there's two sure. candidates that you like both of them. Okay. And you feel like their policies sure. are pretty similar. Right. And one of them is like, but here's my kiss tattoo. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Probably. Uh, would you drive a big van with kiss spray painted on the side as your main vehicle? As my main vehicle. Is my wife okay with it? Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? She likes Kiss. She does. Do she... you do you do you love her? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh I'm you know, I, I have a kid coming, so a van, sure. I could pass <laughs> I could pass it up. It's like, oh, it's a dad mobile, it just so happens to be painted Kiss. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll never lose it in a parking lot. So Yeah. If it meant you engaged with people who legitimately liked KISS more often, would that because we've talked a lot about discourse, but if sure, you're like, yeah. "Hey, man, I I gotta go to Target," and you 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 pull up into the parking lot, and every time you go to Target, somebody's like, "Kiss, awesome." Would um, that be a good thing for you, or would you do you want to keep it a little bit more private? No, I, I I'm I'm certainly not like ashamed of it. Yeah. I just it just it doesn't come up a lot. Uh, but if it did, I'd be like, "That's cool." Like positivity just in general. Like a lot of times, I wear character shirts or you know like ripped apparel shirts, and someone will be like cool shirt and walk by and that's it. And I get that a lot. So if it was like, Oh man, cool car and walk by. Yeah. Fine with me. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, if you got stuck in an elevator, how long would it take before a kiss came up in conversation? Ooh, probably a while. Actually, you, you, you have a lot of other interests as well. I, I am. Well, I'm, I'm socially aware enough that I know that kiss is kind of my thing. Yeah. So to just start like, so are you like a destroyer or a love gun type of person? <laughs> probably is going to make it like just a long. Are you talking about the transformers? <laughs> yeah. What are you? What? Uh, I, you know, I probably, uh, that would be like an hour four thing. Okay. And yeah. uh, over on the fourth hour. When right. Where everybody it's like, I know you. Thumbs. We've already picked a pee corner in this elevator. Right, as I say, someone has already defecated and might right. as well talk about <laughs> our favorite rock bands. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if the only way you could listen to kiss was to steal the, the complete discography from Walmart, would you do it? Uh, now? Yeah. No. Okay. In the past? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> when I, going back to that story, I was like, I should listen to a few Kiss songs. I'll download them. There was no iTunes back then. So <laughs> okay, yes. I definitely <laughs> uh, did fall in love. But, you know, the thing is, like, again, as you get older, you're like, hey, that was kind of crappy of me to not support my band uh and in the years since like i've become a big vinyl collector so okay. actually pinning down all the albums um as many as i can of original reissues not like anniversary has been kind of like a passion of mine oh cool so i do have i think i'm missing like two albums and they're like newer ones so i have 
all like I feel like I paid them back. Like I'm very sorry that in 2004 <laughs> I stole from you, but I've seen you 12 times in concert. I have Kiss condoms and yeah. your discography. <laughs> we're good. We're square. What more do you want? Yeah, from me, I think kids? we're. I think we're even. Don't don't illegally download music, kids. Uh, okay, that makes sense on a, on a moral level. Yeah. Uh, but let's imagine some uh, magical figure, uh, some asshole gets the Infinity Gauntlet, and for some reason they're like, all of your Kiss vinyl is gone. The, mm-hmm. in, the, in fact, the, the last anywhere on the world Kiss is sitting there in Walmart. Would you miss the music enough to break your morals? I'm so bad at hypotheticals because now I'm just like, <laughs> do I remember all the songs? <laughs> sure, you remember the songs. It's not a uh, yesterday movie situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have to become famous by playing the music of Kiss. If I thought I could get away with it, I might like I'm I'm I don't like I'm not a risk taker okay. at all. So I might take like I I can't not have like Kiss Alive and Destroyer. Okay. Like I don't know if I would risk prosecution for a Carnival of Souls, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So you would be you would miss two albums and you would be in a moral quandary about whether or not to break in. Yeah, I, like, like if I got away with it, I'd be like, all right, maybe I'll just go like one 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 week each week. I'll just pull a new one and just, see if I can. Just, but yeah. just like uh, for Sparta, like I don't think I could just like run out of Walmart with their box set. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Good answer. I know. I know what you're looking for, and I'm making this very difficult. For no, you. no. I I like to I like to get to I like to just see how people answer. Honestly, first, how they interpret the question, and then I like to de- dig down to the core of it, which you answered that <laughs> I would, you would, I would struggle do, mightily. I would do the wrong thing, but I would do it very gradually. So <laughs> <laughs> I would break the law slowly and politely. And delicately. <laughs> <laughs> if aliens were visiting Earth and you were picked as the human to greet them, would Oof. you play click kiss to explain humanity? You could, you know. <laughs> I feel like you could do like, you know, somehow you could translate it to like, are you guys friendly? Is this, you know, hostile? Just play rock and roll at night, man. That's what we do. Yeah. Party. We party every day. Rock and roll at night. We're cool people, man. Yeah. I would be the worst person to (laughs) greet a brand new alien species. What What do you think? What do you think aliens would make of Earth by hearing Kiss? Like, do you think? But are they they also seeing it? Because it's oh, well, yeah, that's such a, really, a yes. misrepresentation of the human species. It's right. Like, if, if aliens be like, uh, humans are kind of lame. This music's <laughs> fine, but it's very standard. Like, or they would just like, how come you don't have, you know, <laughs> like, where are your six inch leather heels? Like, Yeah, but if you took aliens to a concert where Kiss descended from a spaceship. I, it could be kindred spirits. They yeah. could be like, oh, that's that's a, like my college roommate. You know, like, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I do feel like it's such a it's such a bizarro concept. It's like if someone came to Earth and you know they were trying to find out our history and picked up like an Avengers comic book. It's like uh, sure, but also like no, that's not real Earth. Like yeah. showing them Kiss for the first time was like this is like starting them off with the exception. You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. How about what if an alien uh, culture had, uh, and this is just a bonus question, sure, not because yeah, I yeah. had any problem with your previous answer. Yes. If an alien culture arrived and like, look, we've been studying earth. Mm-hmm. We do. We understand quite a lot of it, mm-hmm. uh, but we heard you on this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So we know you like kiss. Right. Could you explain to us what about humanity is reflected in kiss? I would say it's, um, 
it's kind of this, and this word is almost as like a negative connotation, but it's like this hedonistic kind of like, we are like, we work hard, play hard type thing where it's like, if you want to see what, like, what it looks like when we are culturally just having fun, letting loose and just, you know, like having a party, like, do you want to go? I, I would tell the alien, like, if you can only go to one party while you're here on earth, <laughs> do you want to go to the biggest party that exists? Yeah. This is it. This is Let's go. Kiss concert. Kiss concert. The biggest that, party on earth. The biggest party on earth. Easily. <laughs> that is awesome. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise comes to mind? For kiss? Yeah. <laughs> like a fog machine explosion, it's just, right? It's an explosion. It's it's a it's a literal explosion. It's figuratively just like blowing your mind. It's <laughs> bigger than life. It's supposed to be bigger than life. It is corny. It is ridiculous. Like anyone that wants to make fun of Kiss, like I'm not going to stop you. It's they're ridiculous. Yeah. But I love it. But that's part of the joy. It's of it. part of it. Yeah. 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 So how would you rate your own obsession on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, one being the lowest? Where would you put yourself? I would put myself pretty high. I put myself at a nine. Okay. I keep myself from a 10 uh, because there's one kiss mecca that I have not done and I don't know if I'm ever really going to be able to do it. Uh, beyond is, the coffin? <laughs> <laughs> beyond the coffin. Every year now they do a kiss cruise. Oh. And they do a like a sail away show with no makeup, and then they do like a makeup show, but they only play B sides and deep cuts that they can't do wow. at normal concerts. Yeah. And I would kill to do it. I just don't realistically see, especially with a kid coming. Like, yeah. when am I ever going to get to go on the Kiss Cruise? Like, okay, yeah. So, yeah. the people that do that, they are tens out of tens. <laughs> I feel like I'm a nine out of ten. Okay, if I went on the Kiss Cruise, I would bump myself up that last point. So, in your soul, you're a ten. In my soul, I'm a ten. But in terms of gatekeeping yourself, yes, <laughs> you're one cruise away from a ten. <laughs> Very hard on myself. <laughs> we all gatekeep ourselves sometimes. Yeah, we were talking about the Beatles. I think a lot of us gatekeep ourselves about the. Beatles. I, I kind of feel like it's like you're almost like it's polite to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, no, no. I'm not allowed in there. Don't allow me. Yeah. I don't, I, no. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to the plugging section of the podcast. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you on social media and your podcast and all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, on Twitter at Billy A. Patterson, uh, Hot Takes of Billy Biz. Uh, we just wrapped up season two, taking a little break before I come back for season three, but ended with your episode with The Last Jedi, which is just, it is a clinic on <laughs> on uh, storytelling, and uh, it's one of my favorite episodes. Well, thank so, you. It was uh, so much fun to do. Yeah, I, I really love hearing you talk about Star Wars, so uh, yeah, uh, Hot Takes of Billy Business. Awesome, awesome. Uh, here are some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final weird questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook, is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshot.com. And you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. And I should say, on my website, if you look at the live shows page, I am doing a show at the San Francisco Sketchfest very, very soon. So check that out. All right. Final questions. Yes. These are just weird, fun things that don't have anything to do with Kiss, but you can make them about Kiss if you want. Sure. If a picture of you became the most viral meme ever created, what would you want to be doing in the picture? Oh, man. Um, 
I actually just found out the other day there's a gif of me out there that someone used where I'm just like, <laughs> really? Um, so, look, if I'm going to go viral, a stupid face, like, I'm I'm fine with looking ridiculous. So maybe, I, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I would want it to be ridiculous. Like, yeah. at least be worth it. What emotion would you want it to be conveying? Um... Apparently, and it's only happened once that someone's ever told me uh, I was at WrestleMania and the NWO made a surprise entry and they, you know, it had been like 20 years since they had done. And I squealed and made a face, <laughs> uh, which I'm reminded of all the time. And it's like, I I didn't know like the sound that came out of me. So probably whatever that was, okay. I, I'm sure it's gold. <laughs> okay. The the meme squeal face. Yeah. The, the squeal that I'm like, I, I asked, I was like, what did it sound like? He's like, I can't even replicate it, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of replicating, um, the next question is, if you could clone yourself, would you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. There, one of me is all this world can handle. Is it the moral implications or is it the not wanting to deal with another you? I would feel oddly like jealous of the <laughs> other of me. <laughs> like it's taking your inner struggles and making them like literal in front of you. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I could handle that. Like you feel like you would have to literally watch yourself doing the things shit that you know you do, but now you have to physically see them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could handle it. Okay. Yeah, I'm like it's just. I've seen multiplicity. I know where this goes. No clone for Billy Business. The final question for everyone on the podcast is: What is happiness? Um. Oh, gee, that's the final question. <laughs> I know. Uh, what an a bomb to drop. Uh. I think happiness is. Uh, this is, I think happiness is just kind of wherever you find it, it's acknowledging it, accepting it and embracing it. Okay. So for me, like, you know, what is happiness? It's like, I feel like for a long time in my life, I was like chasing what I thought it was. Uh, but I realized like happiness is just like, no matter what, like spending time on the couch or whatever with my wife. That's yeah. that's happiness. It's not the this grand pursuit of this or it's it's not like if I buy this thing and I have this house and this job that equals happiness. It's like yeah. happiness is a feeling and I found it and I accepted it and that's what happiness is to me. Uh, I think that's a great answer. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was this was a blast. Yeah, I learned so much about Kiss. <laughs> I can't wait for you to rock and roll all night and maybe party every day. I don't know. I will party as I, I have multiple friends who have misheard the song to uh, I want to rock and roll all night and party oh. in part of the day. Yes, in part in part of every day. In part we, we do need of to rest. every day. Yes, so I will I'll look into that. Rock and roll in every night in part of every day. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. There's I don't, there's one that maybe just needs so, like explanation, but there's like G or policy. It's Love Gun, and he's like, "I'm gonna make you feel hot," and all this stuff. Like it's all like intense lyrics. He's like, "Girl, I can make you feel." okay and i was like okay like after all that like she's just gonna feel it was fine <laughs> <laughs>